I broken any laws? No, ma'am. Then I'm free to go. Is anything wrong? Of course not. Am I acting as if there's something wrong? Frankly, yes. Dirty night. Do you have a vacancy? No, we have 12 vacancies. 12 cabins, 12 vacancies. What are you running away from? Why do you ask that? People never run away from anything. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Haven't you? Welcome back to another day of Uncle Dad Oween. I am with the ever so handsome, the ever so lovely, the wonderful Brent from the amazing podcast, Where the Toys Are. What's up, Brent? How are you? Hello and happy Halloween. Happy ever Halloween. So, ever so fiending for candy, ever so fiending for crab rangoon. It's <laughs> <laughs> a reference from the last episode. If you guys haven't heard the students. How are you doing? <laughs> Good to see you. Good to talk to you. It's been a while. It's you know what, just like that song. It's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> oh God, let's get him to come on one of our shows. I don't even want to get on that. I don't even want to get on those one of those roads. So yeah, so happy Halloween. It's good to see you. <laughs> yeah. Happy Halloween, and I'm so excited to do this with you. Um, it was such a great time talking to Sam, your co-host, and now we're talking mm. to you. So let's talk about your favorite movie that was Alfred Hitchcock's uh, Psycho from 1960. Yep, that is my all-time favorite horror movie. Love it to death. That's I love that you love that. That's awesome. So let's talk about the first initial question that I ask everybody is, how old when you first saw it, and what was that experience like? Uh, I was about five when I first saw it. My mom took me to an old gothic theater in uh, in Fresno, California, called the Tower Theater, which I think is a live venue now, but, you know, one of those old, you know, theaters. So I was about, I remember it just, I could tell you exactly what I wore. That's how much of an impact that day made, um, on seeing it. And it was very, uh, I don't know if I was scared as a kid when I saw it, but I remember just thinking how, how fabulous it was. I'm completely loved my mom too. So it's kind of like, I was like, wait, am I Norman Bates? <laughs> am I going to keep one day going to keep my mom's mummy in my basement? <laughs> Just kidding. Don't look over there oh, no. in the corner, please. But no, it was, a, it, no, it was a, it was one of those early ones. And it made me a fan of Hitchcock early on, you know? So it, I literally grew up with Alfred Hitchcock movies and the, you know, the difference between something that was more of a blockbuster, say like Psycho or the Birds, as opposed to f discovering something like 39 Steps later on and, you know, less known works, uh, but all with that same, you know, just uh, flair for detail and con continuity and just uh, an amazing, I don't know, just I love them all, but Psycho has to be my favorite one. 
So for your uh, for the audience here, can you give us your the summary of the, the summary of the movie in your words? Oh wow! Um, well, Psycho is it start. It's kind of like two stories in one that kind of like mesh together, and then kind of like it's kind of all over the place. Um, but the gist of it is that somebody who thinks she has to run and find uh, and you know somebody kind of gets into it a little bit over her head and takes off and runs. Um, but decides to go back and I don't want to spoil the movie for anybody who hasn't seen it decides to make things right, but decides to spend the night in a hotel that's off the road that they're paving a brand new, you know, highway. But for now it's this old, old, almost, uh, probably thirties or forties hotel, um, out of nowhere that she runs into, uh, the hotel keeper named Norman, who has kind of inherited his mother's house and everything. Um, and then from there, I guess everybody kind of knows where Psycho goes. But it's a kind of like a, a tale of discovery um, with, for you know, with Norman Bates with, and his mother. Um, not to mention, you know, other characters in the movie as well. It's a, it's a, it's a great, great time and yeah, was, completely psychological. Com- completely psychological, and and you know, people. <clears throat> I remember people saying that they thought this film was very gory. I've read that in the past, but it's like there's really no gore in the movie. I just think, or not gory, but violent. I should say, and yeah. it's uh, it's not really violent. It's just the perf- actors' performances are so well done, and also the the way that Hitchcock obviously makes a movie. It just feels so much more intense than I think it really is. Would you agree with that? Or do you I think do. it is I, on the violent I side? I think it explored voyeurism. I think, you know, you get to, you find out that he's peeping in on the people that stay in that room. It was the first time that I think in cinema that we saw a toilet flush. Um, I, I so think, yeah. a lot of different things that way use, you know, seeing that much blood, uh, it was pure horror. Then it was like my, I remember my mom telling me stories about people walking out. And people like having to be, you know, like shielding their eyes and everything during the shower scene for that movie. And um, so, you know, to be to imagine a time when you could actually pull that off on an audience is just I just think it's just mind blowing. Oh, for sure. Because, you know, that movie had such a huge twist in it. Right. And I don't want to say it for those who haven't seen it. But, you know, the way they operate did that twist. There's no way that you could make that twist happen now. I mean, I guess you could, but it would be damn near impossible because of, you know, we have social media, we have, you know, internet, yeah. like just, just things everywhere that would ruin that surprise. That Do you well, think that's part of the magic, though, is that you would just go in not knowing what you're going to get? Exactly. I think that's what we go into whenever we go into a situation like this or, or anything. When you walk into, say, any horror movie, you want to be scared. When you walk through a, a walk through a haunted house or something, you want it to be the you know, the most shocking thing. But you don't either. You're like, don't scare me, but scare me kind of thing. And I think that also, you know, in Psycho, we talked about it, like talking about, you know, you know, you know, introducing things like voyeurism and stuff. But I think Psycho was also the template for a lot of horror later on. A lot of a lot of um, uh, style of shooting a scene where you're being stalked or something. I think that really set the set the bar uh, in you know early on for for the horror genre. Um, so yeah, it's just a uh, to me a per- it's a it's a perfect movie. I would actually agree it is a perfect movie. I think for the for the time and for what it was trying to convey and what it did, absolutely a perfect movie. I think you, um I mean obviously there's a reason why it's timeless, you know. 
Exactly. And why that, that's it's the first thing that people think of when they usually when you think of Hitchcock, you think of Psycho and you think of the whole, you know, the, the, the music and all the thing. But like you said, timeless. And, you know, they you know, in 1998, Gus Van Sant, um remade that movie scene for scene so it almost i think it's like maybe 30 seconds longer than the original one but it's scene for scene and uh shot for shot the original psycho and it's a really interesting thing to check out um and really trip to watch them back to back you know to watch one and then watch another one but with vince vaughn and Anne hayesh if you haven't seen that one check it out if you're a fan of psycho because it's really interesting to, to see that take on it and it's in color so just, you know, you kind of wonder about things, you know, yeah. so. Now they never, they've never, they've never released the original Psycho like redone in color, huh? No, I don't think it was, I don't think that it was even shot in color. You could colorize <laughs> well, it, i sure. You know, sometimes some people like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I wonder if they would ever make a colorized version and I wonder I how know. people would react to that. There were tons and tons of sequels be- to it too, but yeah. Yes, which I want to talk to you about because I think you have something to say about Psycho 2, yes? <laughs> well, not really. I mean, I just thought, I think that um, Anthony, Anthony, um, uh, oh God, forgive me for remembering, it's my favorite movie and I don't know his name. I think he stayed away from that. He tried to break away from the Norman Bates role uh, and never really could. And so I think that he wasn't into the idea of sequels, I don't think, until way later. They came like in the late 80s and 90s. Psycho 2, I think, was like 89. Psycho 2 was riding the wave of like Pet Cemetery and, you know, that whole uh, Trick or Treat. No, Trick or Treat was earlier, but, but you know, that whole, you know, the gore. It was super gory. Right. You know, as where yes. Psycho, you see blood in Psycho, and you kind of get the you get the impression that somebody's in a trunk, but you don't really see somebody being stabbed, or you know, I think you see the knife touch her back one time, and that's as far as they could go. I don't know. It's in there's tons of the make of how the of behind the scenes on Psycho, and it's just amazing to watch. You learn something new every single time you watch it. It's fabulous, fabulous movie. For sure. And I think also that's like the golden era of filmmaking, right? That's where we had to be resourceful and you make these things, you know, Uh, like I was going to give you a fact right now. Did you know that they actually technically use three different actresses and at least no less than three actresses to record the voice, excuse me, of Norma Bates, her dialogue. And then what he did was he mixed it all together to create the right tone that matched each particular scene. Crazy. Yeah, it's pretty insane, right? To think that you would go through that effort at that time to do that. And then on top of that, do you know where Alfred Hitchcock makes a cameo in that movie? In Psycho, he's um, with the dogs. Uh, I don't remember if there's dogs there, but I know he's wearing oh, wait, a no, cowboy that's, hat. That's the birds, yeah. He's he's crossing the street, yes, right? Yes, he's in the, he's like, you can see him inside the window. He's outside the window, and he's wearing a little cowboy hat, and it's yeah. outside the office building, a little six, about six minutes into the film. Yeah. In the birds, she, when she's outside, when she's on the corner of like, I think it's like Geary and whatever that street is in downtown San Francisco. He that's his cameo there. He's walking behind her with his little poodles. <laughs> Love it. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, funny. Uh, so now that, you know, we, we have gone through so much iteration of different types of horror films and different things. I'm curious on your take on this. Do you prefer that type of horror, like the psycho style, or do you like the modern era of raunchy and gory type style of horror? Uh, 
I like I like a uh, slasher. I like hor- I like good old fashioned stalking. Okay. Halloween is still my favorite. Is my favorite <laughs> slasher film. Um, and I I love like um like occult type things and devil films, but it scares the absolute shit out of me. So I always have to you know proceed with caution on those. But no, I like I like slash. I like being you know I like jump scares. Hmm, interesting. I haven't met anybody that likes jump scares. It's actually pretty fascinating that you say that. What I makes do. you like that? I'm just curious. I don't know. Is it the, I don't know. Is it the I adrenaline? When I was, yeah, I think so. When I was a kid, I scared Friday the Thirteenth Part Two scared the shit out of me when he came through the window, and Halloween, the first Halloween, I saw that in the in the theater with my uncle, and it scared the shit out of me. So I was like really impressed. I was like, wow, if that's going to be, you know, if that's how this is, if this is how it works, then yes, bring it on. Big fan of haunted houses my entire life. You know the whole. Um, yeah, the more scarier, the better, but I hate being scared. Does that make sense? Oh my God. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's like, that's a right to me. I love when a horror fan has that where they're like, yeah, I love being, I hate being scared, but I love it. <laughs> so when we were at PowerCon, we were staying in this hotel. We all had our own separate rooms and the, this guy, Brandon was staying with us too. And he goes, oh, I saw a shadow person in my room and it scared the shit out of me. So for the next five days I had every light on. I was like, found myself like, God, I wish I did have a roommate, but I was like, fuck shadow people. Fuck all that shit. I need to be the one that scares. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> fuck a shadow person. I don't need to see him. No need to see him. And like, oh my why the God, fuck would you tell me that? That's it's amazing. like 7am. Why are you telling me this right now? You know, Jesus. <laughs> I want I want to see a very scared I want to see what that looks like. Oh, it's very <laughs> it's very ugly cry. Um very like grabbing on, very praying to gods that I never thought existed. Very strange. That's credit card pre-order brand. That's credit card get drunk first brand and then it's okay. Well, Brett, before we wrap up I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you this as I asked your co-hosts. Where can our audience connect with you and also listen to your fabulous show? Well, we the Where the Toys Are podcast is available on all streaming platforms. So see us there. Follow um, Sam at Grail Gangu. You, you guys already went over that. I am Where the Toys Are on Instagram. So you can kind of – we're kind of all over the place. But you were definitely find us on all streaming platforms. And um, we appreciate everybody that is – I mean, I think this marks the third year. We started in October, so we just love the fact that everybody has and is still going with it. So, um, yeah, so that's where you find us everywhere. I love it. I'm so and honestly, guys, for those listening, if you guys haven't heard any of the collabs we've done in the past, please go to give it a listen. It was great. We we unopened some gifts. Oh, sorry, we opened some gifts. It was great. Uh, yeah. These guys are very passionate about toys, but just. They're great friends in general. So if you guys like kind of like what me and Mike do in our banter, you get that same, if not better, banter uh, with uh, those two. So please go give them a listen at where the toys are. And remember, sweet. at the end of the day, if we don't support each other, who, who will support each other? So we have at to the support end of the each day, other so exactly. that we can grow, build. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Thank you so much for coming on, Brent. Happy Halloween. And I will see you very soon, I hope. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.